Welcome to the Way of the Nomad podcast, a podcast dedicated to people on their journey to their full potential. What is up, guys? It's your coach, CJ, back again with another episode of Way of the Nomad podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about you need to be coachable to benefit from a coach. So the reason why I'm coming out with today's episode is because I want to really break down what it means to be in a coaching program and how you can actually benefit from a coach. And the thing is, being coachable is actually a skill you have to learn to develop. And I want to break down some of the top traits of the best, my best clients and also what I've learned of being in a coaching program myself and getting great results. So without further ado, let's go into what it means to, first of all, be coachable. So like I said, being coachable is a skill. Being coachable is being able to take feedback and implement it so you can improve Okay, so being coachable is able to take feedback from your coach, from your mentor, from whoever it is, and actually utilizing it and looking inwards and applying it to improve yourself. And the reason why this is a a skill is because a lot of people expect, you know, things to change without actually implementing anything different. A lot of people have these expectations the moment you hire a coach, the moment you hire a personal trainer, that things are just going to change magically. And so this is a problem because you will not change if you're not coachable. You're not going to change if you join a program, you join a coaching program, you hire a personal trainer, you hire a mentor, and you don't actually utilize the methods. You don't actually take the feedback and apply it to yourself, right? We can all agree with that. So I want to break down the five most, uh, most effective tips or the most effective approaches to become more coachable, to become a better student, to become a better uh, a better mentee, so you can get better results from being coachable, okay? And from that program that you may be in, or if you're thinking of joining it, and also handle those expectations so that if you do join a program, you know how to get the most of it. And so if you're listening to this and you're already one of my clients, this also applies to you, okay? So how do you get the most of it? Number one, When you join a coaching program, whether it's for your fitness, whether it's for your business, whether it's for your relationships, you need to go into it with an open mind. Now, this is the biggest problem that I find with people that join fitness programs is that they already have a base knowledge, okay? And what happens is a lot of times you have these perceptions of, you know, this is how I've been working out for so long. This is how I've been eating for so long. This is how I've been doing A, B, and C for so long. I can't change this. This is always how I've been doing it. Well, guess what? You are going to get the same result that you've been doing over and over and over because you can't expect a different result from not trying something different. So having an open mind when you go into any type of coaching program, any type of mentorship program, you need to go into it with an open mind and being curious to implementing new ideas, things that might make you feel uncomfortable, that might make you feel a little less out of your comfort zone, which is exactly what you need, by the way. And the thing is, a lot of people are used to doing things a certain way, especially if you already have a base level of knowledge. And this becomes a problem because Of course, the reason why you've hired a coach is because your methods previously did not work or else you wouldn't be looking for a coach to help you with your fitness goals, with your whatever goals, right? But let's keep it specifically to fitness, right? So you need to have an open mind and having an open mind is being open to new ideas, new approaches, new ways, methodologies of doing something. 
And you might be telling yourself, oh, that hasn't worked for me. Oh, that doesn't work for that. Like, I don't really like this. I don't really like doing that. Okay, well, don't expect anything to change if you're not willing to try new things or maybe try it in a way that's better guided. Okay, so maybe it didn't work in the past because you didn't have the right tools, you didn't have the right approach. Okay, and so now with the right guidance, with the right mentorship, you can go into it with a little bit better understanding of that 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 approach so you can come out of it more successful. Okay, so the opposite end is having a closed mind. A closed mind just says, no, this is not going to work for me. There's no point in trying. You know, there's I've already did it, blah, 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 blah. Right. And this is sadly how a lot of people approach, you know, their mentorship program or, you know, whatever it is, you might be in a coaching program, you might be at school even. Right. And, you know, one way of doing something. And so you stick to that. Well, the thing is, you cannot expect to change. If you don't change your approach, you can't expect any different result. Okay, so first tip, guys, you want to be more coachable, you want to benefit from benefit from a coach, open minded open-minded, open to new ideas. Uh, one of my, you know, one of my best clients in the program right now, he, uh, he was struggling with his mindset. I gave him a ton of different strategies. He tried a few of them. He hated a few of them. So guess what he did? He didn't do the ones that he hated. He found the things that he did like, and that worked for him. So he, he pursued doing the things that he did like. The key here is he tried. He tried the things even though he didn't necessarily like listening to mindset motivation. That's what I like. That's what helps me. But for him, it didn't really make him more motivated. It didn't ha- get him in a better mindset. What he liked instead was to listen to you know, or read a book while he did his bike, while he did a, a stationary bike. And so that put him in a better mindset. That put him in a better mood. And that, what's work, that's what, that is what worked for him. And so he tried a new thing. Okay, and now he's benefiting and now he's not struggling with the mindset. Secondly, growth mindset. So the first one is the open mindset, meaning you're open to new things, open to trying some different methodology, different way of doing things. Secondly, is a growth mindset. Growth mindset means that even if you feel like you're not able to do a certain thing, you believe that you're able to cultivate the skill through trial and effort right? Trial and error, that is, and through conscious effort, meaning that you might not be good at, let's say, tracking your calories. You might not be good at tracking your workouts. You might not be good yet at, you know, sleeping on time, but, but you believe that through conscious effort, by doing the reps, by putting the reps in, that you will improve that skill and therefore you're going to keep going at it. The opposite is being a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset means that you think you are just born with it, that there is no way to change your your ability at doing A, B, and C. And so, of course, there's no room for improvement if you're not willing to do anything or work towards the skill of building it, right? Because you believe that it doesn't really matter how much you try, it's not going to make a difference. A lot of people have a fixed mindset and you need to cultivate a growth mindset. Okay, so number two have a growth mindset. If you want to benefit from a coach, you need to be coachable. You need to approach it with a growth mindset, knowing that through effort, through putting in conscious effort, you can improve. Number three, seeking feedback. All right. So the difference of feedback and criticism, criticism is like, for example, somebody just wants to talk quote unquote ish with no, no, uh, no exact 
purpose of maybe trying to help you improve, right? So feedback, you're looking for things to help you improve. And so you need to understand that you have to be seeking out feedback. Hey coach, um, for example, you know, you find that you're not doing well in a certain area. Maybe your weight hasn't been going back, going down. And so maybe you get curious, you start asking, hey coach, my weight hasn't been going down for about a week or two. I'm just wondering if, you know, you can give me some feedback there, right? And instead of just, you know, oh man, this is not going to work for me. Man, I've been trying so hard. This program sucks. It's not working for me. No, you've got to ask for feedback, right? Because again, you might not have a, a deep enough understanding of maybe how weight loss works. Maybe you maybe you actually have been making progress and the, because the weight scale hasn't gone, gone down, your perception of you know what progress is, is the bottleneck here. And a lot of times that is exactly it. I've had a lot of clients that's, that struggled with the weight loss, but when we see their weight waist measurements, when we see their body measurements, it's going down. And so what's actually happening is they're building muscle, which, you know, muscle weighs weight, but they're losing fat. So the net effect is zero. So they're not losing weight, but they're improving their body composition. And having this understanding was, was what enabled them to keep on going and get to their end goal, right? But if they didn't ask for that feedback, if they just assumed that they're not making progress, then they would have never had this insight, which is exactly what you will get from having a coach behind you, right? Having a coach with more knowledge, more understanding of that particular topic. And so if you're not asking questions and you're just keeping it to yourself and you're just struggling in silence, you can't expect to get better, right? And a lot of people don't seek for feedback because, you know, and again, this is for everybody. A lot of people don't want to feel like they're not good enough or they're not, you know, they're a failure or this and that when that is not the point, right? You're in a coaching program so that you have a third eye view of what you're doing to help you improve in those areas. And that's exactly the benefit you get, right? Having someone else look at what you're doing and give you some feedback to move forward to help you. Okay, so number three is seek feedback and ask for help. If you're not doing that, you will not benefit from a coach. Okay, a coach will give you feedback, but again, if you're not consciously seeking it, there are some things that you might be confused on. There are some things that you might be doing the best on that will may or may not detract you from continuing working on your goals. As I as I said with my last example of the whole weight not going down and not understanding that that doesn't necessarily mean you're not making progress. Okay, number four. Handle your expectations. So I said this a little bit in the beginning. If you go into a program, a coaching program, a mentorship program, and you just think that your life is automatically going to change the moment you signed up, you are setting yourself up for failure. Your expectations are setting yourself up for failure. How you should expect what's going to happen, it is a two-way street. The effort that the coach puts in you, you need to put just as much effort back into it. It is a two-way street, okay? The coach is not just going to do all the work and expect you to somehow change. That is not how it works, okay? It does not how it works. What actually happens is coach works with you to get you to your goals. And this, again, this comes back to the idea of you have to put in just as much effort as your coach is going to put into designing that thing that's going to set you up for success, okay? So I like the saying, I carry 50 bricks you carry 50 bricks. That is the type of relationship you should have with your coach. Okay, your coach is going to give you everything you need to succeed. 
you got to hold up your end of the bargain. And if you don't, well, guess what? It's a two-way street. Okay, if you're if you're slacking, then guess what? It's not going to work. And and of course, it works both ways. But again, most of the times, we expect all the work to be done because you hired a coach, you hired a mentor, you hired whatever, and somehow you're just going to get your goals. No, it still requires conscious effort. Okay, so handle your expectations. A lot of times, we have these uh, you know out of world expectations to just get to our goal, just like that. In reality, it takes time. It takes conscious effort on both parties and constant feedback from both parties. Sometimes some methods aren't going to be the best for you and it might not work. And that's okay because that's the whole point of a coaching program. It's trial and error, getting the feedback you need and readjusting. A lot of times people think the moment it's not working, maybe for a week, maybe for two weeks, throw in the towel. And that's how people never benefit from a coaching program, thinking that, you know, it's all going to be win, 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 linear, 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 progress, progress, progress. In reality, it doesn't work like that. There's going to be days, maybe weeks that you make a lot of progress and then some weeks that you don't make as much, some weeks where it seems like there's no progress. And that's all part of it. That's all part of the trial and error. Okay. Last but not least, this is the number one thing. If you want to benefit from a coach. You need to take messy action. You need to take messy and fast action. Messy and fast action because stop waiting for this, you know, perfect moment. You know, uh, your coach said to meal prep because you keep you keep saying that you don't have time to cook, and you know you're waiting for all things to be perfect. You're waiting for this. You're gonna you're gonna uh, wait for X Y Z. You're gonna get all the things ingredients ready. You're gonna blah 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 blah. Right. And so what happens is you just. You overcomplicate the thing and never actually do that thing. You never actually do that piece of advice. And so you never benefit because you're, you you get in this zone of preparing and preparing and preparing that you procrastinate and you never actually take action. And again, we're talking about fitness, but if you're in any program, this is the same thing applies. And I'm talking from my own experience being in the coaching program and my experience from coaching individuals. The ones that take messy action, fast action, and readjust, they get the best results. The ones that take messy action and readjust are who get the best results. And the reason why is because failure is not final. And failure is not something we should be, you know, afraid of. You know, I like this quote by, uh, I think it was Thomas Edison. You know, he failed, I think, a thousand times trying to figure out the light bulb, getting electrocuted, blah, 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 blah. And he, when he was asked, he asked, how did it feel to fail a thousand times? He said, this is, this is all about mindset. He didn't fail a thousand times. He found a thousand ways not to get the right answer. And so his idea was that every failure was a stepping stone to get the final result. That is how you need to approach your goals. Everything that you try, if it doesn't necessarily get you to your goal right away, it's not failure. It's a stepping stone towards finding what actually will get you to your goals. And guys, that is it. That is all. That is the five top tips to make you benefit from a coaching program, whether it's a fitness program, whether it's a whatever program. These are the five. Number one, you need to have a open mindset. You have to be willing to try new things and be curious, not just be like, oh, I did this before. I'm not going to do it again. Secondly, you need to have a growth mindset and not a fixed mindset. If you have a growth mindset, you will maybe understand that you're not the best at tracking your calories. Maybe you're not the best at doing A, B, and C, but 
through conscious effort, through working on it, you will get better. A close, uh, a fixed mindset believes that you're just born with these abilities. If you're good at it, it's because you are born with the genetics to be good at it, right? So you want to approach it with a growth mindset. Thirdly, seek feedback. Ask for help when you're struggling. This this is a no-brainer. Ask for feedback. And if you're struggling, if you need clarification, ask for help. Fourth, handle your expectations. The 50-50 street. It's 50 bricks from your coach, 50 bricks from you. Does not work when one person does more effort than the other. Last but not least, take messy action. Fail faster. Take fast action. Learn from it and re um, and also re reevaluate what you just did. And I just realized that my mic was muted on my other screen. So I'm going to have to use the audio here, which is not a problem. Um, but yes, so that's it, guys. That is all. I hope this was clear to you. I hope this helped. And if it did, please share it with a friend or family that you care about. And until next time, this is your coach, DJ Saniel. Peace. If you got any type of value from this podcast, please share it with a friend, leave a review, and I appreciate you guys tuning in. Until next time, this is Coach DJ, out.